Hello everyone, I'm Reverend Carla and welcome to Spirituality Matters. And now I invite you to settle in with that sacred space between where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the Holy transcends our physical bodies and our time together is just as meaningful and sacred as if we were sitting beside one another. Hello, you beautiful souls. It has been a while since I've been here. Now we are going to start ramping up some of our uh, podcast content because we miss you and we hear you miss us, but we do have a lot of things coming on. So just uh, stay tuned for some things that are happening. But today's podcast is entitled Smash the Patriarchy. This is inspired by the wedding of Rhea and Amber Demiri, which I had the honor of officiating in August. So we're going to be talking about that because the name of this podcast is Smash the Patriarchy, and there's a lot of stuff going on around that in the world and also in our lives. And I hope this will help uh, resonate with you because especially for those of us who are deconstructing, healing from religious trauma, exploring a spiritual but not religious path, and any one of us who fit into an historically oppressed category, and, and I firmly admit that as a white woman, I am high on that uh, level of privilege. But as a woman, there have been times when I have been oppressed by people who think that women shouldn't be, uh, aren't strong enough, fast enough, wise enough, too emotional, and certainly not capable of being uh, church leaders. So um, not that I have a church, but you know what I mean. So if you follow me on social media, you know that I had the honor of officiating this wedding. And I think it's fair to say that this wedding changed everyone's who was in attendance. It was just um, an amazing thing. And after the wedding, my husband and I stayed uh, in Connecticut until Monday so I could file the marriage license. I take that part very seriously. Some uh, ministers might leave that to other people, but I have a paralegal background. And um, that is one of my legal responsibilities to make sure that that marriage license get filed. So we stayed in Connecticut one more day and we were able to enjoy walking around uh, the campus of Yale and having a nice meal downtown. So it was a, it was a wonderful day. So after I filed the license, I texted Rhea and she thanked me uh, for my part in the wedding. And she said, we're family now. We're family now. And we are, but not just me. I believe everyone who witnessed that ceremony was changed. But I think also because they live streamed the uh, reception, I know a lot of people felt connected and changed in some meaningful way. And I have shared several stories in, on TikTok from that wedding. And aside from that, there is um, a story about my daughter, although she wasn't at the wedding. And it will make sense when I do the video. I'm not ready to do the video yet, but it will make sense when I do it. But one morning when we had gotten home, and I call that my early goddess hour, somewhere between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., I will often be awakened by just words that need to be written immediately. So I sat down to, to start writing that, and I just basically had smashed the patriarchy, and I knew it had something to do with this wedding, and also the way the toxicity of patriarchy has shown up for me. The first, I mean, a lot of different ways, almost every day I'm, I'm addressing it, but really specifically, there was a video I did on Matt Chandler. If you don't know anything about that, go check out my TikTok videos, just Google it. You can see that he dabbled in an inappropriate relationship. I don't think it went sexual. It's none of my business if it did, but of course they made a big show of giving him a platform to talk about uh, just basically to remind people that he was a man of God and don't think too too lowly of him. That 
making sure you hold on to your million million dollar in empire there. So I made a video talking about the hypocrisy that's often uh, allowed to happen when someone like a, a Matt Chandler gets caught in some kind of uh, uncomfortable situation. I got tagged in a video from someone who wanted me to see another way to address the Matt Chandler situation. And another way to address it was through the eyes of an indoctrinated Christian person who was like, oh, well, they didn't have a sexual relationship and the other partners knew about it. People are making a big deal about this. I'm not making a big deal about this. I'm taking the information that was shared and I'm giving my perspective. I have the right to do that. But basically what this person was saying is, here's the only way this should have been addressed. And the only way they were comfortable with addressing it was through the lens of patriarchy. Patriarchy says that this man, Matt Chandler, is an ordained man of God. And even though he's human, he is the one who was ordained more powerful than you, Rev Carla. So you need to pay attention to what we're doing because this is how we filter the narrative so that everybody stays in line and doesn't ask too many questions. Now, you're not going to be able to get anybody to understand the hypocrisy in that, which is why right after I posted that Matt Chandler video, I posted another one where I basically said, now I'm going to wait and see all the uh, Christians coming at me to tell me that I shouldn't attack Matt Chandler because he's a man of God. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Will they understand that this is that patriarchal indoctrination that they've internalized because this is the only way they know how to process a life situation, that it's actually okay to hold people accountable and expect them to explain the situation, not just in a 10 minute platform where they're allowed to get on a stage in front of everybody and tell their story. Now, had that been a woman in church, she wouldn't have had that kind of platform. But because he's a man, he's of influence, he's got the millions, they allowed him to do that because they have to control the narrative. But moving on quickly to what just happened, of course, we are experiencing the mourning period of the death of Queen Elizabeth II. And what we're seeing because of social media and the, and the smashing of the patriarchy worldwide People are no longer silenced about their pain of colonialism that has been at the hands of the British Empire for, for centuries. So there are people speaking their pain and talking about the fact that they're not going to mourn the person who is representing the empire that harmed their ancestors and that has trickled up to them to today. So I made a video talking about why it's important that you don't get to tell people how to respond to that. No matter how you want, you can grieve her passing, but you don't get to gatekeep this table of humanity to tell this person, no, no, that's not acceptable. This is how we should mourn the queen. And you cannot believe the pushback I got from white people saying, no, we should be respectful of the dead. Friends, that is internalized patriarchy that you cannot see that your narrative, your experience is not the entirety of the whole. It's such an arrogant, closed-minded perception. But the reason that it is, it served the patriarchy for years, that all those people who have been harmed by that needed to be quiet and pretend to pay homage to a system that had suffocated them that annihilated their uh, existence, that plucked all the resources out of their homelands. Now, we don't have the right to do that anymore. So two things can be true. You can mourn her passing, but make room for those who don't feel that way and understand that 
those patriarchal systems have caused a lot of pain. So trying to tell somebody how to do something is some kind of indoctrinated belief. I went on to talk about, uh, I, I asked people in that video to Google Queen Elizabeth II's lineage to Henry VIII, because it's very important to see that so that you understand that King Henry VIII created the Church of England so he could divorce his wife. It's plain and simple. That is the truth. Now, throughout history, the church then changed their thinking about divorce and decided that it's better to keep the bloodline clean. So we're going to keep divorce away from the monarchy because it can water down the royalty and, and its influence. And then in the 18th century, Parliament, the British Parliament also awarded the monarchy, the ruling monarchy, the ability to approve all marriages down to a certain lineage inside the royal family. So this was, again, a way to keep power. Now, all of that worked fine until the queen's son was in a very tumultuous relationship with his first wife. We all, we all know about it. Now he's married to the person that he had an affair with, with his, on his first wife. There's a lot of really disgusting details that have been played out all throughout the years. So now he's king. But the only reason he's king is because they decided that being divorced and being a monarchy was okay. That was not awarded to his great uncle, which is why Queen Elizabeth ended up being queen in the first place, because he abdicated to be with his divorced fiance. So the hypocrisy is glaring right at you and you can't ignore the facts. And it's not disrespecting the queen to talk about this because she's protecting what is her lineage inside the royal family. So making him being able to be the king benefited the line to stay. Anything that you do to compromise patriarchy weakens the system. That's why, especially inside church, you can't have someone who is at fault actually admit fault. It has to be put in the contained in the narrative that says, well, he is a man of God, you know, he is human, but he's a man of God. So let's make sure that we don't go too far in understanding that he has to account for his behavior or his actions. Somehow they become the victim. Somehow they do these things and they become the victim. And this is, this is played out time and time again. I just told a story for a course that I recorded about the pastor who talked about having an affair with a 16-year-old in his congregation, when in reality, that's not what it was. It was S.A. and he kept her in that in that role for a long time. And, and after she got up to correct his version of it, the congregation surrounded him for prayer. Only a handful of people came to comfort her. That is patriarchal indoctrination that says you must protect the male leadership. This wedding of Rhea and Amber smashed it. It smashed it in so many ways. So this is something that you must read and I hope that you do. And I'm going to read a little bit of it. And then I want you to go to numasoul.com and, and read this and understand what it means to smash the patriarchy. It doesn't have to be violent. You just stand up with a group of people who understand that we are no longer going to allow our lives to be filtered through this male leadership that says what, what we can believe, who we love, where we live, how we worship, how we vote. Nonsense. 
it's over. The system is crumbling. It is not sustainable. And thank the heavens that it isn't because it is time for this table of humanity to expand beyond that. So it's at the very beginning of this, I say, we are mocked for saying it, accused of radical, even violent rhetoric, which is laughable. It's said by those who fear patriarchy's demise because of the power this antiquated, broken system gives them. But when we say smash the patriarchy, this is what we mean. During life's most sacred moments, as captured in this video of a, a picture, and I show a picture of all of us standing at the front, that we decide that patriarchy is not going to decide what's acceptable or no normal. This wedding ceremony did not require the approval of patriarchy. In fact, a gathering of souls that thoroughly and passionately rejected patriarchy's influence was there. Some might look at us and say we didn't fit the normative standards set by this patriarchy. To that, we would say thank you for noticing, for that is precisely the way we now live our lives, free from the chains that an archaic institution that attempts to place on us. This was an important moment in time that deserves to be recognized, remembered, and commemorated for so many reasons. And someone right now is reading these words, desperate to imagine their life free from the suffocating grip of patriarchy. To you, we kneel in front of you. We cup your beautiful face in our hands and say, look at the people going before them. You'll find us here. And then I go on to share the story of the wedding. So again, you're going to find that at numasoul.com. And that is why patriarchy will try to continue to silence us, but it cannot win. Not because I alone say it cannot. Hum humanity tells us it cannot. We have always been moving toward an expansive and awakened consciousness that is outgrowing antiquated systems such as patriarchy, which is an antiquated, outdated system. Don't believe me? Remember this wedding of this on this sacred day for its power rippled throughout the world. And right now, somewhere, someone is seeing it and knows that because we are here being who we truly are, they have hope that someday they too can be who they truly are. And the ripple becomes an unstoppable tidal wave. May it be so. Smash the patriarchy, indeed and blessed be. So please go read all of that blog. I think it will inspire you. And you then think about the ways that patriarchy, your indoctrinated patriarchy, because you have it. How is it impacting your life? Okay, beloveds, I'm honored to be in this space with you. And I pray you receive something. I know I did because the teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And now, beloveds, go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey with you and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved just the way you are. Blessings on your week, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rev Carla's channel for more videos. Submit questions for upcoming Q&A videos or topics of discussion to spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. As always, follow at RevCarla on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now!